0: Welcome, welcome podcast listeners. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. It is episode number, let me check, uh, it is episode number 274 of the Fret Talk podcasts. Uh, you are joined this week by Lee, say hi, Lee. Hello. And you are joined by a new voice, a sexy voice, a <laughs> Wampler <laughs> voice, Mr. Richard Oliver.
1: I can't do sexy voices. I just sound stupid. So I mean, uh, that's a th- thanks for the movie. intro, but it's not sexy. <laughs> in that case, you always sound sexy. <laughs> Indeed, I mean, it, mm, it I'll makes, take that, Lee.
0: Even from you, it makes for an, a, a very awkward car journey to work. That with a <laughs> love on.
1: <laughs> it's been a while since I've had to make a car journey to work. Thankfully, so uh, I, I can't comment. Possibly,
0: I mean, seeing soon as your boss is uh, in in. A slightly different continent than than we are now. It would be a, it would be quite the journey, wouldn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it is weird, actually, because I've never physically met any of the people that I work 50% of the time for. It's, like, all virtual. So I've never met Brian in person. I've never gone out to Nam because of, I don't know, COVID-19 and all that crap. Uh, and I've definitely not made it out to LA to meet any of the other chaps I work with. So... I am basically just a virtual employee to all of them.
2: Indeed. I completely feel you on that because I, although I have met the Timepedia guys, it went for quite some time before I did. And I've only hung out with them like on like three separate occasions or four separate occasions for for about a week at a time. But it's, um, <laughs> it's not like working with someone
1: day in, day out, is it? No, it's weird. Uh, I mean... I can never tell whether Brian is or isn't actually wearing trousers. Sorry, <laughs> pants. No, trousers. <laughs> I no, we're here. in the UK. Right. Yeah. Yes. I mean,
0: he could be wearing trousers and not pants, and that would be fine.
1: Uh, well, it would be a bit weird on a podcast, to be fair. But yes, it would be better than uh, <laughs> yeah. the reverse.
0: I mean, if you're wearing <laughs> like, neither, then that is, <laughs> that's that's a no-go. I can
2: guarantee you that he is not wearing pants. Are
1: you but, pointing at me? Both of you. Okay, right. confuse you. Well, you're I mean... the one with, with the giant um, female mural behind you, so uh, yeah, probably move on swiftly here. My uh, wife
2: painted those titties. I'll have you know,
1: <laughs> she, she's not bad uh, as an artist. I would say that's um uh good detail up until the head where it appears to have turned into sonic the hedgehog uh, I, think
2: I think it looks like lots of tears coming out of the head and <laughs> i wonder if she's trying to send me a sign <laughs> this is some subliminal
1: messaging on a next level uh basis for you lee i think
0: you've I'm been, you've been, been trolled pain, by your because it watch. could look like her head's been cut off and blood's just spilling oh. out what a wonderful way to start a podcast What a wonderful way. Right, so we should probably formally introduce you uh, to those who do not know who you are, Richard. So, who are you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) A question I ask myself daily. So, uh, I I run a a very small marketing agency that I always wanted to aim towards the music industry. So, my agency is called Amplify. And I ended up, many years ago, working with a reprobate called Brian Wampler, who makes these little boxes of um, noise uh, and have since sort of gone on and, and And whilst I still work basically full-time for Wampler, I also work for other companies in their group and do consulting for some other music industry uh, companies. So uh, basically spend my whole day looking at pedals, amps and guitars. Uh, and that, that's quite a challenge. I'm just going to let you know that.
2: And, and you... it, it does sound so luxurious, doesn't
1: it? But when you do it, it does get tiresome after a while. I mean, there is a new pedal in development. And always I'm like, a new pedal. There's, in there's many in development. But this one, I'm like, you know what? You guys figure it out. I've, I've had enough. Just you figure it out. out and (laughs) uh, other people are are writing the the clever stuff again while I'll just come along and and do the crayon bit. But yeah, the the other kind of part of my role, which people are probably more familiar with, I do all the sort of social media stuff with Brian for Wampler, but I also design the uh, enclosures for the pedals uh, amongst other things. So you would have seen my work if you bought a Wampler pedal in the last three years, I would have thought. So you
2: did the Pantheon Deluxe, didn't you?
1: I did, which I Pretty thought good? was
2: absolutely brilliant. Not just the pedal, but the art and everything, layout. Ah, oh, bless it you. Brilliant. I said that to you it was, um, when it first came out. Was, you did?
1: Because um, I didn't
2: even know that you did it at that point, and I was saying to you how good it was, and you were saying, oh, yeah, oh, thank you. <laughs> <It
1: wasn't> <laughs> you. <laughs> so, again, I, you know, I've inherited a style from OnePlus history, and I'm trying to grow it a little bit and expand it, and I've tried to make the graphics more detailed, make the finishes more luxurious, the metal knobs, which is, you know, a big thing that we've done. Uh, But the Pantheon was originally going to be called the Paragon. And in fact, it was Jason who was designing it. So he was still working at Wampler when I first joined. That was a while Uh, back. Yeah, so that was like four years ago, I think. It may even be slightly, maybe 2018. Yeah, so four years ago. And uh, they were going to call it the Paragon. So we had a whole different graphic for it. And then then somebody did the clever thing of Googling Paragon. Pedal and found that there were more than one, and we're like, right, new
0: name. <laughs> that was not so, that weren't step one, that was like step 45. I, when
1: we have changed <laughs> our process since, I'm <laughs> um, just gonna <laughs> let you know
2: it, it, it is now step one. But, um, I mean, I've sp- seen that happen a bunch of times with companies, like oh, and, and so and established times. companies like Stu over at Tate effects He was he just shared up this Antares from someone else the other week, and it was like,
1: okay, there's a new pedal that's got the same name as yours. Yeah, it's it's very difficult because all the good names have been taken. I'm just going to tell you it is naming pedals is my least favorite thing. Um there is a funny story about how the fuzz tration got named. Um it was actually all my daughter's fault, but uh, I'll tell her that another time. Yeah. Um but on the pantheon what happened was is, so we we were going to call it the paragon. We had to change it. We chatted amongst the group of moderators who moderate the one platone group and we sort of they all came up with the name Pantheon. And that previous summer, or maybe two summers previous, I'd been out to Rome and I'd seen the Pantheon and the ceiling of it really resonated with me because it's got this beautiful square dome that's like really geometrically pleasing. And the minute someone said Pantheon, I just had this vision of like a kind of Roman god in that building. And that's what I tried to kind of depict. So the squares on it, were illustrated based off a photo I took on holiday, and I was yes. like, "That is how a pedal design should be birthed. It shouldn't be forced. It should be, you know, kind of happenstance." So yeah, I was really pleased with it, and I think that was the first pedal that kind of moved the the design philosophy of OnePlus forward a little bit towards slightly more detailed back graphics and, and um, typography. Yeah, yeah. Like, with things like the Metaverse,
2: sorry, yeah, the Metaverse and the um, the Terror form um you, you've kind of like really come away from like the early days of wampler and it looks so so much more modern and stuff and the, the early days were the early days for all the companies but right the new ones just looks like completely state-of-the-art Oh, can I come on this podcast every
1: week? This is, <laughs> this is, this we're, is we're fantastic. Sh- we're shooting a load this normally week. Normally, I deal the with the one guy on the internet who hates everything I do. There's like, there's like <laughs> one guy who hates every typeface choice we've ever made and tells me about it in great detail. And I'm just like, get a life, dude. Seriously, when you've sold, uh, you know, millions of dollars of your artwork on pedals, then I'll take your advice but at I've the never moment of it
2: like that of course you have haven't you, you sold millions of dollars of
1: your artwork yeah, uh, that's l- quite interesting literally there are there are millions of dollars of <laughs> of artwork out there that i worked on in this office and i don't have millions of dollars of payment for it. i'm just going to put that <laughs> out there so yeah, something uh, has gone wrong here somewhere yeah, there, there is definitely a glitch in the matrix um but it's not sell, an easy sell job. Sell
2: posters of the actual pictures that you made without the knobs <laughs> and stuff on.
1: Well, we do um, we do sell merchandise on Brian's special um, secret merchandise site. But you can access it from the main Wampler website. But uh, we do have like uh, the Ratsbane and the um, Pantheon um, and I think the Terraform. We haven't done a Metaverse shirt yet. I need to do that. But yeah, I mean, the the design of the Terraform was, again, that's our, we we were going to call it our dream series based on the uh, DSP we were using inside it. But that is a custom housing that we created from uh, bent steel, I think it is. And we are going to create more than one more pedal in that range, probably a whole number, because it's a lovely form factor, especially if you've got more than one.
2: I mean, I think I think that's what everyone's expecting because, like, you've at least got to put out a reverb, you know. And it's, maybe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> you know, because cause then you're like you're you're you've at least done the the trifecta. I don't yeah, know, the you, the
0: then... of Wampler.
2: Yeah, yeah, the one, one
0: oh i'm gonna write so that down a, no that's a horrible name i'm w- turning my nose up as i said reverb. it didn't even
2: taste nice
0: the one yeah
1: yeah if a word doesn't taste nice when you say it you know it's a bad word
2: <laughs> yeah. oh dear me Right. so you um you're obviously on the chasing tone po- podcast as you alluded to a second ago am i right in saying that's probably the biggest guitar podcast now
1: uh i mean Other difficult difficult to say, <laughs> difficult to say um we're definitely up there we get very good numbers and we're regularly in the kind of top 100 or 200 us podcasts on either of the main platforms um but it depends uh podcast statistics are really unreliable because they're basically updated in real time based on factors that are completely beyond anyone's comprehension except for (laughs) Chartable and a couple of other people. We get a very solid listener um, base every week. Uh, We've definitely been going a long time. I mean, I'm obviously only a recent... um, I'd say addition, but maybe some people might say subtraction (laughs) to the the show, but... um, You add weight
2: to it in some way,
1: shape or form. I I, I think some of the other... There is... um, um oh what's the one there is one that sometimes is is, is above us i forget the yeah. guy his name it, it. it's, that's the one um and <laughs> it's a very nonchalant we had joe today. on a couple of weeks ago actually no, <laughs> honestly i i'm i really struggle to read. joe rogan something like that i don't know um <laughs> but also you've got other shows that aren't focused on uh, it's difficult in terms of guitar gear we, we've definitely got one of the one of the biggest followings but i, I wouldn't like to speculate on, on the fact that we're the best because let
0: know, me just get my pen are. how do you do that i'm <laughs> <laughs> gonna take some notes here
2: i mean what you have to do is you have to invite other podcast hosts off of other podcasts onto yours and then hopefully they talk about your podcast when well, they go back onto theirs
0: i mean that would be nice
1: i mean that's what happens with i am World, definitely I going to mention this show in uh about an hour when i record the chasing tone podcast so you're definitely going to get some love Woo-hoo. uh i'll give you that much <laughs> some sort of uh, attention anyway you never guess what i just
2: had to fucking do <laughs>
0: that's <what he> says. <laughs> yeah
1: this guy from from the midlands not north Definitely not north. Scurrilous, <laughs> scurrilous untruths have been spoken on this podcast. I'm led to Bullocks.
0: believe. Indeed, <laughs> yeah, we're debunking okay. the myth that Lee's right about anything. So look,
2: I I haven't seen too much. I've looked for it, but I haven't been able to see too much about the slow. And I want you to tell me about it. So, uh, so you work for, with Soldano occasionally,
1: yeah. So don't you? yes. Uh, so uh, again, I'll, I'll just dial back a little bit. Um, I w- so there is a company called Booty Camps Distribution that owns a number of uh, brands in the music industry, big brands like Friedman and, and, and Wampler. So that's who I do a lot of work for, uh, and they also own Soldano. So we designed the Soldano website. We also worked a little bit on the packaging and, and sort of manuals for the pedal, but actually the the pedal design is Mike sort of mentions it on the video. It's been looked at for a long time and has been through about twelve different iterations, I think.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so that pedal is 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 a a big piece of work. And it is definitely, um, I can't say too much, but there are very, very clear similarities between the circuitry and that and in the miniature SLO mini amp that came out. Um
2: Oh, cool. Uh, that was uh, a question that I saw posted yeah. around, like people were asking. Yeah, it was
1: it
0: was, it was asked on my uh, my Instagram, actually, when I posted about it. Uh, yeah, it to...
1: It's not identical, um, I don't believe, but it has a family ancestry that is very, uh, very inbred. Yeah. Uh, and if you get two <laughs>
2: products that are both transistor-based and they're released within a few months of each other and they both are
1: designed to sound the same, then it's gonna. I, yeah, it would be really stupid of us to go, so we've just yeah. designed this new <laughs> SLO Mini. Uh, now we need to make a pedal. Let's Back start the from the beginning. Board, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there are similarities, but the, the the Mini Amp has some more features um, because it's got more switches and, and, and other bits and pieces. Uh, the pedal is so good, though, Lee. Um, and... There is a limited edition purple anodized pedal. In fact, I thought I showed you, you were one of the used, first people yeah, yeah. I showed that to. I was I, well impressed. I was so gutted because I I I asked to be sent one because I, you know, i work with them and I'm like, please send me shiny toys. And I didn't know <laughs> they did the purple one. Cause I'd be like, send me the purple shiny toy, but they didn't. Um but that um that sold really, really well. So it's a reverb exclusive. Yeah. Um, but okay. I think um I I think that's a... That's gonna be there for a while because it's it's selling like the proverbial hotcakes. But it's a great pedal. Um so I've got mine plugged into an SLO30. Uh and on the clean channel, I I was just swapping between the pedal and the um, the actual channel, the amps your, overdrive yeah. channel. The mm. difference is there, but it is it's minimal, and you're not gonna care if you're listening to it from you know in front of a stage. So for a guitar player. It would be absolutely fantastic as a as a drive pedal. I think it's not a preamp pedal. So it, it is an amp in a box. But a lot of people have been like, "Is it a preamp pe- pedal?" Not. I'm like, "No, it's a distortion pedal. Plug it in front, turn it up, you're done."
2: The trouble is, right? Most people who are buying that pedal don't own a Soldano. Most people who are buying that pedal have never played a Soldano, so they'll just know roughly what a Soldano sounds like, and they'll want that sort of flavor, and that pedal will give it to them.
1: Yeah, which is kind of why we didn't re-release the Slow Stortion, which was an old Wampler attempt at making a Soldano sound. Because actually it was what Brian's attempt at making Warren Haynes' Soldano sound, which is right. not the same as cranking up a SLO 100 all the way. Warren Haynes had a specific sound, the Slow Stortion captured that. This pedal is... is just like capturing that classic Soldano. What's really good about it, though, if you've got an SLO thirty, the the one problem I have with the SLO thirty is the um, clean and crunch switch isn't on the foot switch. So you're either got oh. your clean channel or you you've got your crunch channel on. But That's with an pe- well, I mean it's it, it's it is it's on the full SLO one hundred, right? So they had to cut a few features down a little bit to get the SLO thirty out at that price. So. You can only do overdrive or clean, but the clean channel can also go into a crunch mode, which is gorgeous. So at the moment, you have to use a switch or you can use the new SLO uh, pedal because it sounds really good mid-gain with the EQ set nicely, does that crunch sound perfectly, so... They fixed the uh, issue I had, let's put it that way. <laughs> by, by having an outboard crunch switch. Yeah. 229 pound <laughs> foot switch, yeah. <laughs> so
2: let, let me ask you a question, which is which will be a lovely segue, right? So pay attention to this segue, right? Okay. Okay. So, Synergy, who you also work oh, with, oh, have yeah. a Soldano module, don't they? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if everyone knows what Synergy amps are, but it's kind of like a um, a cassette amp so you can take these cassettes out of the you get stereo one as well i think and um you can take these cassettes in and out and it changes the whole flavor of the amp so you can get like a a Friedman one you can get like a soldano one and and many many others tone kings and stuff like that and um so on the soldano synergy amp does it have a foot switch
1: to to switch between the channels (laughs) I think uh it does, but it doesn't have the same channel setups. So oh. again, the thing with the SLO thirties, you've got a clean and an overdrive on the foot switch. So the, your two main things are covered. The crunch is like an extra mode. Uh okay. I confess I don't have a synergy um rig here. I've very much wanted to get one for a while, but I'm running out of wall space to put amps on. So um but those synergy modules are fantastic. Um yeah, I haven't tried one, but I love the concepts. It's a great concept. It's been around for a long time as well. I can't remember where it originally came from because I think it was originally was it Carvin. Yeah, I, I, I want to say Carvin, then I wanted to say Randall, and then I realized I just don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> I think so you might be right with Randall. You are welcome yeah. here. It was one of those <laughs> one of those earlier US companies, though. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it is incredibly, um, incredibly well-built stuff. Uh, obviously, I work for them. I'm not going to say anything bad about them. <laughs> but the Synergy stuff is like the stuff that really made me go, huh, that's actually really, really clever. Um, and you could spend a lot of money on it, which is why I haven't got one yet. How much are the, the cassettes? Uh, I don't know what you'd call it. $400, them, but... uh, US dollars, I think, roughly, per one, give or take. I mean, I think the Steve Vai signature one, which is in a beautiful Viper green, uh, which, incidentally, I think is almost exactly the same colour as the bell pedal. I okay. think we we may have used uh, a similar formulation, but that's a little bit more expensive. But I think most of them are about $400 each, and I think, off the top of my head, I think it's $900 for the, the basic unit to put it in. So, you know, you can get three really good amps for the cost of one really good amp, essentially. Mm. And, and all the cassettes are basically the preamp section,
2: aren't they? And the, the The Synergy... Module, I guess, or whatever you want to call it, is uh does it what 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 tubes does it have? What
1: um valves does it have? If I told you, I'd have to shoot you. So it's all proprietary information. I don't know. Really? I just <laughs> oh I God. just designed the websites. <laughs> I write I write the descriptions. But honestly, I might as well be writing the descriptions for breakfast cereals. Because by so the he, time you've written El Thirty Four Four Hundred times. <laughs> Right. Okay. Fair enough. I, I, I'm happy to look at the website for you live on the show <laughs> and and figure it out because oh. I know where I wrote it. I just don't know what I wrote.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's that's classically, Lee. That is that's <laughs> the bane of my existence: editing out clicking zones. So I mean, to,
2: like, knock yourself out. I'm, I'm used to this by now. Yeah.
1: No. No. Uh, Synergy is not uh, a brand. I am. Like closely involved with on a day to day basis. Again, we do the websites for all of them, so we look after them, which is more of a kind of monthly uh, task. Even though we're doing some work on the website right now, but it's I'm much heavier. I mean, Wampler is my main thing. I I do work across all the brands, but Wampler is the one that I have the most responsibility for, and is the one that keeps me awake at night.
2: Every <laughs> night. Those brands include uh, obviously Synergy, Wampler, Sedano, but then we've got Tone King, Morgan. Freeman Friedman Morgan uh, yeah. Friedman. Matthews, Morgan
1: Friedman yeah I did do a, I did do a <laughs> meme about that once funnily enough uh, is there uh, anything else you want to mention Ma- Matthews isn't part of it anymore I think you said Matthews Matthew, uh Rick Matthews actually uh, is is doing his own thing again now which is great for everybody I think he's doing some cool stuff um, yeah we got the surgeon through um,
2: a couple of months ago uh, that's really good it's really is nice. that the mini the, the mini delay thing yeah yeah very clever Lots the mini and multi lots of delay, functionality yeah. on
1: that yeah, yeah no uh, he's a very, very clever guy. I got a lot of time for Rick, um so yeah, uh, other than boutique i am I, I do um work a little bit with uh Engel out in Germany, Uh we recently did their new website, uh, and I've we, met we're the hopefully guys. they're really cool yeah uh, i mean i I only really talk with two of them, uh, and the, the main one is Jürgen, who I think is is kind of like the um the main dude there, and he's super, super cool. And he knows the industry, he's very smart. He knows the industry incredibly well. And I really, I really dig Engel as a brand. So we worked on their website, uh, and we might help with some more sort of marketing stuff down the line. Um, because it's not in direct competition with any of the stuff I do for boutique. So everyone's happy there. And I'm also working with a company that um I can't say who they are yet, but it's a new UK company. It's a it's a, a brand that existed in the nineties and they're gonna bring affordable British made um shredding guitars, like premium finished guitars for under a thousand pounds to the oi. market oi, oi, oi. next year. Oh yes, <laughs> everything about it. I was yeah. like when he was telling me, I was like, You are speaking my language in every way now. I'm just gonna let you know. So
2: <laughs> my first yeah. question was when we were talking about the silent, so what colours do they come in? <laughs> <laughs> um to be like garish green and pink
1: and stuff. <laughs> well, they're, they're kind of a bit prsy at the moment. I'm just gonna have a look. I've got a photo of an old one on my phone. I'm just gonna do oh, okay. That one. So
2: they're kind of like flame tops and stuff, and
1: yeah, flame quilted. Um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know whether I can show you that because it's got the headstock visible. I can, <laughs> I can probably just hold that up, yeah, you okay. can just about yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so we're talking PRS type quilted, and but they're going to do all kinds of stuff. But the the, the thing about it is, is they've got the made in Britain um, stamp, uh, the factories in Britain, all of the stuff. We, we're going to try and source everything we can from Britain um, because we just don't have enough representation uh, in the guitar world, I don't think, and certainly no, not at so. this level. So uh, yeah, I think it's uh, going to be a very exciting time. I mean, who would you say is the the um, biggest uh, British
2: guitar maker at the moment?
1: Well, I mean, Gordon Smith is, is going to be the number oh, yeah. one kind of um, retail brand that anyone would associate with Britain. But then you've got some of the like, incre- obviously as well. You've got is it? Um, oh, what's the one that make the Ed Sheeran guitar? I think they're Irish, but that I think they might be Northern Irish. Is it Lothar? I don't know. Okay, I forget. Yeah. But they're, they're certainly an English uh, or British company. And then you've got some of the like incredible craftsmen like Seth Backus, who makes absolutely amazing, like proper... Seth Backus British? I believe so. Honestly, I thought he was American. No, I think he's British. I'm pretty sure the guitars are all made over here, and I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure he's British. I've only spoken to him online, so he could be hiding uh, an Arkansas accent for all I know. But... Pretty sure he's British. I mean, that's a British name, isn't it? Seth Bacchus doesn't get more British than that. I mean, there's a lot of overlap with the
2: British names <laughs> and American <laughs> names. Um, I, w- I wouldn't be doing our uh, Josh um, any favours if I didn't mention uh, Chapman, of course, because he, he yeah, no, Chapman.
1: Uh, Obviously Chapman. Um, I actually, I really like, I went to uh, Anderton's uh, a few months back and they had a couple of Chapman's in really nice sparkle hanging up and they were beautiful. They're, they're really well-made guitars. That. I've not played, uh, this, I've said this before, I've not played any
2: that I've liked. I've played a few of them because I was, I was really on the hype train when they were first going on about them and everyone got to go in and design them. And I was like, oh, yeah, went to Anderson to try them. And they played like pigs, and I was very upset with them. But Ooh, apparently if. they've got a lot better since. Um, yeah. So I, my experience with them isn't so great, but our Josh, who's one of the presenters here, he's got a couple, and he loves them, absolutely loves them.
0: Yeah, and yeah, like in in defence of Josh's um, Chapman's as well. I've actually tried those. Um, uh, I tried his beer baritone as well, and baritone is definitely not a f- flavour which I go for very often. But it was it was a it was a decent instrument, so I, I enjoyed it. I I had one of the uh, the the very very first run ML ones, and that that was a
1: pile of Chinese uh, <laughs> firewood. <laughs> Other Asian communist countries are available. I'm just going to say that for legal reasons. Oh, wait a minute, it's not my show. Fine, yeah. fine. Uh, uh, carry on, carry on. <laughs> yeah, get get the Wrath of Z, w- whatever, it doesn't matter. So yeah, uh, so yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to anyway, is working on, on those projects. But yeah, Wampler is like... I say 50% of my time, but it's actually 100% of my time, probably. <laughs> yeah, and
2: everything else is the extra 75% on top. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about there. I, I just really, <laughs> I, I, love, I
1: love working with the guys. And, uh, you know, not just Brian, but the whole team there. They're all really knowledgeable, fantastic musicians. And they honestly, I know this is so cliched, we make stuff that we want to play with. Like the metaverse is very much... The perfect delay pedal for me and Brian <laughs> uh, may not be for everybody else, but we absolutely love that. And the plugins—if you've not tried the plugins—I think I sent you the plugins. Yeah, didn't and I? Lee's got those.
2: Yeah, I've played with them yeah.
1: extensively. I still play with yeah. them now. Um, they are they're so, so much fun, and they're so easy to dial in. Yeah, I, I, and well, again, that's that's kind of with everything we make at Wampler. Our USP is it has to be simple to to dial in. You have to be able to put it on your board, and if you set everything for twelve. You should get a result that isn't terrible sounding. Because yeah. a lot of pedals, the sweep range is really weird. Like that it's like nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah. Everything, nothing, nothing, nothing. So we always try and build just really easy to use pedals. But yeah, the Metaverse plugin was a, a big move forward for us, and you're gonna definitely see more plugins from us down the line. I mean, I mean, this is like I,
2: I won't name names, but I've the amount of times mm. I've had to message people, companies, and say, is this control broken or does it just not do anything because I'm turning the tone and I'm like, there's there's no difference here turning the gain. Well, it only does anything different right at the last, like nine, the last 1%, you know,
1: it's, um, and you, you kind of like, is this broken? Yeah. No it helps to have like people who want to be musicians, and Brian has always wanted to be like on the Nashville circuit I mean he's a great musician, in fact, he was playing out in Nashville this weekend, but it, it helps video, that, you know, yeah yeah that we all want to play guitar and we all have our own views of what we want that's so much better than working for a company where it's just stamping out like factory made clones of other pedals or whatever else other pedal manufacturers do yeah so all... tell
2: us about this tube screamer you made.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hold on you mean tell you about the miniature TS10 which hasn't ever been done so far until we did it
2: yes yes you put a different number on it well done do, do, <laughs> no, do, no,
1: it is, do I now need to tell good. you that the difference between a TS10 and a TS9 is one resistor or a TS-8.
0: It's, it's, it's one. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah,
2: I've, I've actually got a, uh, a TS-10. I do really like it, and I don't normally like tube screamers. So, uh, you know, I, I do understand where,
1: where you're going with that. So the, the thing about the Moxie, though, is it, it is all about those two extra switches on it, the, the voice and the fat switch, because one just completely raises the EQ of the dropped levels on a tube screamer, so it's almost yeah. flat, and suddenly you haven't got that mid um hump that you get with a tube screamer and the other switch basically completely changes it into more of a distortion pedal than an overdrive it's a a different type of clipping and both of those switches like turn it's three pedals in one it it really is probably more but it's certainly three very distinct pedals with those switches i think
2: yeah i really like what you did with the uh, rat's brain actually it was a similar sort of thing with the the switching and uh yeah i liked
1: it Yeah, I mean, initially we had a concept of three pedals that were tributes to classic circuits with Brian's twist on them. So we were going to do a rat, a tube screamer, and a fuzz face. Uh, and we were going to release them right before JHS released the three series. And then we thought, <laughs> of
0: course they uh, fucking did. <laughs> yeah. I remember you <laughs> saying that
1: actually. I, re- I remember the conversation. I was <laughs> yeah. So we were like, damn, but actually yeah. that turned out to be a blessing in dis- disguise. Cause we then thought more about them, gave them totally different looks uh, and-, and graphics and paints and everything. And they've been some of our best selling pedals of all time. I mean, the Moxie and the Ratsbane. I mean, The Ratsbane is such a fantastic pedal. Um, in fact, it, the, the reason I got involved with Wampler was I was looking for a nice rat clone and I ended up being directed towards a pedal that Wampler make that isn't a rat clone. But getting the Ratsbane out was kind of like, right, that's the circle complete. I now am the master, as Darth Vader would say.
2: I was very happy that you made the chip switchable because I actually switched mine to the E&M3-08 and 8 um... and it's such like corksniffing it really is but I I did it and (laughs) I'm like yes mine is superior
1: but you are known as the king of corksniffers that is (laughs) (laughs) aren't we meant to mention this on the show Uh, no it was a genius move I mean we have tinkered with the idea I think we might do a special edition at some point of the rat's Bane. so look out for that but we've also tinkered with the idea of doing a special edition with a 308 inside it the trouble is Getting hold yeah, of, you know, even a hundred genuine ones. 308s genuine, yeah. that yeah, it's very difficult at the moment because most of them out there are actually fakes.
0: Yeah. yeah. Indeed. It's
1: madness. It is it really I mean, is horrible. Funny but...
0: funny, we should mention the ratsbane actually. We did a like one of our uh, YouTube presenters has done a a video that was quite popular on the Ratzbane. And there has been a comment that's that's been lingering on there for about a year now that I can't answer because I, I've not tried the Rats bone. Um it's I think it was something like can the rat's bane do genuine Mastodon tones? <laughs> so hit, hit like if if anyone would know it would be uh it would be someone working for Wampler.
1: I will I mean yes, it would be if that person working for Wampler was familiar with Mastodon, just, which I'm not. Just so, just give me a, a, a bullshit yes or no, and I'll, I'll... <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Uh I mean I look. I mean, hit, with the, with the right one amp approved, and the right guitar, yes. yeah, you'll yeah, be yeah, able to I, I, it. I was about to say, <laughs> if you've got the exact same amp as the guy from Mastodon and you've got the exact same guitar... And you use the same cables and the same other pedals and probably you might need some plastic yeah, surgery to the make fingers your fingers... And, well. and the, cab, yeah. the cab. The yeah, cab. Yeah, the cab. and Maybe have it on their stage. make sure sorted. that the,
2: the speakers are aged at the same age as he's. That when yeah, you and that there's got to be
1: beer and urine all over them. All of that. Of course, then yeah. you might sound exactly like it. Um, it's always a difficult question to, to answer when people say that because my number one question is, is exactly what Lee just said. Is, well, what amp have you got? You know, <laughs> will you sound like Mastodon playing through a little smoky amp Marlboro amp? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is so... the problem the pedal or is it you? <laughs>
2: yeah. I've got a Roland Cube and I was wondering if I could get Metallica sounds from
1: it. <laughs> Probably. Exactly <laughs> Have like Metallica. Have you got a wah, wah pedal? If you've got a wah, then you're fine. Oh, yeah. Uh, c- can I quote you on that? <laughs> yeah.
2: Quote me on anything, with, with, I'll Richard deny Oliver it. said. <laughs> <laughs> so... What what are the
1: best selling wampler pedals then? Ooh. I mean that would be a trade secret, so I wouldn't like to say right, uh, that. What on, are the on most show. popular wampler pedals? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's fair to say um, that the last dozen pedals that we've released are amongst the best uh, selling and most popular, or whatever you want to use. But also, there are some very big staples like the Ego. And the Tumnus and the Pinnacle, you yeah. know, that, the, people always want those classic circuits and, and, and long may that reign. Um, I mean, the, the Tumnus, the reason people really like both the mini and the maxi version, it, it's so close to a clon, we may as well have called it a clonmus. I didn't say that, did I? I did. Oh, <laughs>
2: shit. Did you see the video I did where I compared a bunch of clons, including the actual clons? I did. Clons? Yeah, and of I completely
1: course. Completely got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, what, what everyone does. <laughs> it's and, and here's the other thing: parts tolerances on every single clon pedal means that every single clon pedal probably sounds slightly different than every other clon pedal. Mm. Now, the Tumnus because we use SMT technology, they will all from each generation sound identical. But mm. you know, we based it on the clons that we researched, yep. not necessarily on other ones. Or so it's ve- it, it's such a subjective thing.
2: Yeah, I think it does sound different from from the other bunch, but in a good way. I, I really like it, and I always always describe the Tumnus as having some sort of t- meaty tone that you can almost feel in your wisdom teeth. And I always say this and. The- I don't what? understand it. I don't have a better way of explaining it. But when I play it, there's there's something that probably just resonates through my cavities
0: or something. <laughs> but, I, think, I think you might need to visit a dentist, mate.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think those pictures of mushrooms behind you may have been painted in a hallucinogenic state that you haven't yet left. Because there is no there is no way that the tumness resonates your feelings. And if it does, as, uh, uh, <laughs> as said, you should definitely visit a dentist. No, I I hear you. I I really love the mini Tumnus. Um, The the Tumnus Deluxe is is perfect. If you're playing in a live situation, you want to cut through the mix because you can dial the three-band EQ to to cut through more. But I just find the mini Tumnus, but I use the one in the gearbox because the the Andy Wood gearbox is a a pinnacle on one side and a Tumnus on the other side. Mm. And that's my favourite because the Tumnus has too much gain, whereas that has a little bit less sweep of the gain. So it's easier to dial in. It's such a good pedal. It does so much for everything. I mean, I use it 80% of the time for game tones now.
2: A few years back, I, went, I popped over to antiton's and I was doing like shootouts between different pedal types. So I was doing pe- shootouts between different fuzzes and uh, different 5150 sort of clones and I had a pinnacle. And out of all the ones, and this was including like the... Um, the um,
0: Bloody hell, what are they called MXR, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Look around at your MXR, MXR collection, there the it is. Universal <laughs> symbol for MXR, eh? Yeah, <laughs>
2: MX. Right, so, um, yeah, including the MXR 5150 uh, pedal and, and all these others. And by far and away, the pinnacle was just... It was the pinnacle?
1: It, it was so much better than all <laughs> the others. I'm not sure he'll thank me for this, but we have definitely concluded that Brian has got special uh, hearing he hears nuances in pedals that us mere mortals would be like, that sounds cool, whereas he'd be like, yeah, that's because I capped the 3,200 kilohertz band with a <laughs> flange bracketed resistor. I'm like, yeah, whatever, mate. Don't. But man, he, he, I know. he has, yeah. yeah, he has got an ear for him and every pedal he does surprises me. Like, so, okay. So a pedal that I can't name yet or talk about... Uh, <laughs> but I am showing it to uh, both of you now, is one of the best circuits Brian has ever made, in my opinion. Um, When I got the first version of it, I put it on my board and I was playing for like two hours and I rang him up and said, Brian, why haven't we released this yet? This is like the best pedal I've ever played. He's like, yeah, it's kind of all right. Uh, He he hears things that the rest of us don't and we've got some, you know... (sighs) We we will make other like modulation pedals and delay pedals and reverb pedals, but Brian's core is gain. Brian knows gain like nobody else, and and he's got some fantastic gain pedals coming out. I'm just going to let you know. Yeah, like uh, as you know, I I work.
2: Um, one of the companies that I work with is Analog Alien, and mm. they they are very much in the same sort of ballpark. They they run a, a very very Decent uh, recording studio. They've done like Joan Jan, like loads of big artists, Steve Wonders, cool. and stuff like that. And they have got such great ears. They really have. And, and it's exactly what you say. They hear things that us mere mortals don't. Um, and just yesterday, Anderton's released a video because um, they're stocking them now.
1: Uh, yeah, I it. saw it, actually. It's because that resonated with me when he said, it. I was like, ah, oh, Lee lead, lead does stuff with them.
2: Yeah. And uh, I, I said to Lee, these are very very good and you you see them at the beginning of the video and they're kind of like okay doing another pedal demo and by the end of it they're both like okay <laughs> okay these are really fucking good <laughs> and, and it's there is something about these people like brian and jack and joe uh, and robert Keeley and stuff like that yeah, and they I... do have this this little something that they can hear that we can't
1: I don't want to knock other brands because it would be, you know, uh, a terrible thing for me to do. But they're all shysters, every one of them. No, um,
2: <laughs> It's true.
1: There, there are some brands that that do just, you know, same circuit, re- re-spun a little bit. But there are other brands, and, and you've mentioned some of them there, Keeley, um, obviously Brian, Josh, uh, you know, who who really do care about what they're doing um i I have to say them all because otherwise i get in trouble um (laughs) Uh, we don't (laughs) but but there are others where i look at some of their pedals i'm like that's amazing but i can honestly never think of a time where i'm going to use that pedal um
0: looking at you blue box
1: oh fuck off no the blue box is the best (laughs) right okay right (laughs) we we (laughs) what one needs to release like that new even tied thing too many buttons too many lights we'll come to that (laughs) We'll come yeah, to that because yeah, yeah.
2: that, that is like amazing.
1: <laughs> um yeah,
2: so we've discussed the pinnacle with Pantheon Deluxe, the Rat Spain, the Terraform, the Metaverse, and what's the name of the next one? Uh the Moxie. No, no, in the Terraform, the Metaverse, the <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um Well, I'd I wouldn't like to I wouldn't like to speculate on on the name of, of that one, but there's more than one coming out.
2: Yes i'm really really quite excited i think i think i know what it's gonna be i think everyone
1: knows what they they
0: hope it's gonna be
1: yeah Yeah, one's pretty obvious one isn't um and one is really not obvious is he
0: finally releasing the the
1: (laughs) wampler come on i'm it was one of the first projects i looked at actually we we have got a war pedal designed it looked pretty cool but the thing is, is what can you do differently to a wah pedal? Well, actually, I did have an idea. I once had a shallow wire in the nineteen eighties, and it had a phase wah on it. It was called Yo-Yo, and it made a completely is that the one different it turns noise side to side as well. No, but it had yeah, lots of weird that, switches it. on it. Um, but Brian wasn't into that, so that's been um, that's been temporarily moved to the back of the list. Because what can we add to a, a wah pedal that hasn't already been done? More uh, wah.
0: Yeah, the like thing- a second a second treadle that does an even more wah.
1: Don't tell him. Don't don't give him. He's writing it down. Look,
0: shit. <laughs> no,
1: I am just texting
2: it to Brian scratch, right now. Scratch
0: it.
1: Second second treadle. I like
2: the, it. it. Uh, the, uh, I hate I hate it, but I because I really really
0: really love wire pedals,
2: but no one uses them anymore. No, very few I people
1: mean, use it. You never
2: see them on boards.
1: It's a lot of fucking effort, aren't they? A lot of fucking effort. <laughs> I keep the mini five three five Q, the Dunlop, on my board because it's tiny. And if there is like two songs where I either need like a like a or maybe I am doing a, a bit of Starsky and Hutch, then I am <laughs> I'm using it for that. But it isn't something that I think, as you kind of progress with your guitar playing, you're going to pull out all the time, unless, as I say, you're a member of the James Taylor Quartet, and it is like probably the most used pedal in your rig. But uh, yeah, that's the or, trouble with a war, certain um...
2: if there is one, I will use it. I, 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 I have like Kirk Hammett syndrome when there's a war. It's
0: just, when there's it's a war, everything. there's a way, as they
2: say. Yeah, man. Uh, so, shall we talk about the Eventide H ninety? Which we I honestly, to. if we must, <laughs> I, I love this
0: thing. Cause... You're a man after my own heart, Richard. You, you really are.
1: <laughs> Can I just ask you one question, Lee? Yeah, you've got nine hundred pounds to spend. Eventide H ninety. Low and hookers.
0: Or... <laughs> Sorry, I'll let you finish.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or cocaine and hookers. Um, or would you just not go and buy like an iPad? Because it's basically a more powerful computer and can probably do everything that the H ninety can and a bit more. Only if you bought the
2: plugins. For, I'm deliberately
1: think... being facetiously. I know you love the H ninety. It's
2: brilliant. It's it's so so good. Like I was watching the um because they, they've got a a pitch shifter that is a polyphonic pitch shifter now.
1: Um, and they were like doing bends with the whammy bar and stuff and it was just perfect I am literally texting that to the guys right now because we may or may not have been looking at pitch shifting technology
2: oh, I okay. tell you right, scrap, one of the other things they've got <laughs> the right, I was trying, I was trying <laughs> to explain this to Josh that, um, uh, Eventide create effects that no one else does and no one's doing yeah right. Unfortunately very they do. Rare don't to they? See that. Everyone does their own version of what other people do. And one of the things they've got there is it's like it's like a pitch shifter that will then arpeggiate the pitches that it's shifted to. So when you play a chord, every note of the chord gets pitch shifted into like a a different place. So it takes each note, pitch shifts it to a different place and then arpeggiates off of it.
1: And it sounded like
2: fucking wind chimes.
1: Yeah, I know. I've got a lot of time for uh, Eventide. The, um, The new pedal looks amazing, but it is a lot of money. And also I'm just not good enough to need one. Like if I was a touring pro... Then I would a hundred percent have that as my multi effects unit, uh, and, and, and you're done. But I'm not a touring pro; I'm a gigging <laughs> blues dad. So my man, <laughs> my man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. it's the
2: same with any multi effects. If you took all the effects that are in it uh, and you put them into individual pedals, it would cost like ten, twenty times as much. But you can't get these. <laughs> anywhere else, the only place you can get some of these effects that are in the H ninety are in the um was it H nine thousand, which is a studio rack
1: piece of code. yes, Massively but that that's expensive. the thing. Even tied, you know, they are studio quality, studio mm-hmm. grade, brilliant stuff, uh, and again, huge respect for what they do. That's never going to be our forte as as Wampler. No. And I don't think many other companies could ever match it, to be honest. You need a massive research and development budget to even touch it. But honestly, I work with IT all day long, Lee. If it ain't got six, <laughs> six knobs on it and no screen, I'm not plugging into it. Yeah, I, think, I think this
2: has got one, two. Three. I think
1: this
2: has got five
1: knobs on it. Oh, it's got way more than five. You're, you've got knob <laughs> remembrance. That happens as you get older.
2: It's not shrinking. I'm just forgetting
1: about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the world's greatest excuse. No, darling, you've just forgotten how big it used to be. <laughs> um, uh, dear, uh, no, I'm very envious of you getting hold of one. Um, I definitely think you should get another one for me. I'll swap it. <laughs> I'll swap it for one of my mini prototype circuits. That's so rare, no one will ever get one. Richard, ooh, it's five knobs. Ooh. It's got five knobs, three switches, uh, three foot switches, ah. and then it's yeah. got
2: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven mini switches.
1: I I call mini switches knobs. So uh, too many. Well, that that's just wrong. Do you call arms I'm... legs?
0: <laughs> it Depends which situation I'm in. <laughs> I do now.
2: Put your arms no, around look, it, me. <laughs> it,
1: it does look like a cracking piece of kit, and the interface is very slick. It, it is a bit too much for me. Uh, but I would definitely have one on my board if I was spending 900 pounds on a single pedal.
2: I mean, I am I mean, just about to build annoyingly. a MIDI board and it had it already had like three even tie pedals on it, and now I'm able just to just take them three off, replace it with this, and I'll have more, including exactly those three. Okay,
1: I'm yeah, I'm I'm impressed. Uh, but you didn't just tell me that you had, you know, two metaverses on your board like I have. Now that, <laughs> my friend, is a lot of fun.
0: Well, this, <laughs> this has turned into a dick swinging contest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to lose that. We've already established we one of us has got disremembrance. <laughs> <laughs> It oh, well, no.
0: started with comparing knobs
1: didn't it so <laughs> yeah i spent too long looking at knobs um especially and the and the then, then i start doing work yeah <laughs> so there,
2: there was something really really cool that i did see because um this is i suppose our, our new segment of of the podcast so we're just talking about i suppose just this one pedal today because uh, <laughs> we're going to run out of time but one of the things. It does have, it has like two ins, two outs, and it's got two other ins and two other outs, which you can use as uh, two separate loops. That's Um, awesome. Yeah. But what's really, really cool is because the H90 is like having two H9s, um, Mm because I don't know if the listener is aware, but on the original even tied H9, you could only run one algorithm at a time. So if you wanted to do chorus, you could do chorus. You wanted to do delay, you could do delay. But many of the algorithms also included delay as well so yep. it was included in them now on this one you can run two at the same time now you can run them in series or parallel but when you add a another thing into the loop you can run
1: it in free parallel For the for for the listeners' benefit, um, at the moment, Lee currently has like a white stick and he's pointing to a load of technical graphs. (laughs) And I'm I think I think we're about to do a trench run on the Death Star. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, So go
2: on. Effectively, you can have it running into both of the algorithms. You can run it, have it run into either of the algorithms, or you can have it running as its own thing, parallel to both of the um both of the other uh
1: effects so they'll just that's that's pretty cool that is pretty cool but i already know just from you talking about it that pedal has given me option paralysis <laughs> which is something <laughs> I'm scared. i suffer from all the time with like digital music making i when i was like a, a student i had like a four-track commodore amiga based recording solution and a terrible keyboard, and I used to take 16-bit samples of a Roland 303 <laughs> and run them through that, and I was the most creative I've ever been because I had nothing. Now, yeah. I've got like synths everywhere, guitars everywhere, and I open up my DAW and look at it and go, I have no idea what I'm doing anymore. This, I don't even know what I'm doing here.
2: Yeah, this is why I refuse to write with um, effects. I, I generally write music on an acoustic, and then... I break it down into, okay, that's going to the bass, that's going to the treble. Should I put that somewhere else or should I... And then I start layering on where I want the effects on and then I'll start building up from there. I've never so actually, write on, on effects. But I, that, sometimes if I'm playing an effect and it inspires me, then I can write an right. effect around a uh, song around that effect.
1: And And that's kind of why I got the slicer in because the slicer is the kind of pedal that you can use to basically write a whole song. Two chords, slicer, bit of delay, job done. Yeah, one of my favorite... Call me Johnny Marr. <laughs> one <laughs> of my favorite um, tones is a
2: phaser into something like a slicer. And yeah. they've actually built that into the SL2. Oh,
1: have they? I've, yeah, it's so, got some I've saw when it, in it. When it came out, I saw five minutes of it and went, I'm buying that and I'm not going to watch any more demos because I want surprises. It's Christmas, right? So for my Christmas, I'm opening up an SL2. I'm also probably opening up a Friedman little sister, but that's another story. Yeah.
2: But that, I know it's that a terrible name. Very that's wrong. Friedman,
1: though. Yes. <laughs> Look, <laughs> at least I didn't say a pink taco because that's the other one that came out. In the Open same up time. a pink
2: taco. We did discuss yeah, this I mean, a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, about te- we would did. you feel comfortable gigging a piece of gear that says pink taco on it? <laughs> it was a bit. I don't know.
1: Pro- probably about as uh, as. Um, as um, comfortable as I would be saying that I was uh, kind of to pedals what um, an audio file is to audio, uh, I definitely wouldn't be saying that either. Yeah, um, I mean that's not a, it's, not it's a good look. No,
2: it's not. When we uh, were first doing our our website, um, we we were trying to think of like a short name for it, and it nearly ended up as P E D O Doom.
0: <laughs> I, I, mean, I, d- I just didn't. I think we'd all agree with Pedo doom. doom, so it was supposed to be Ped,
2: oh, Doom, and I just didn't see it. And I was just about to press Go, and we'd all agreed on it. I was just about to press Go, and one of my mates went, hang <laughs> on "Pedo Doom."
1: <laughs> just a thought here. No, um, it, it, it is a it is a definite concern in the industry. Uh, one thing I'm going to plug uh, because I completely forgot about this, but it, you made me think about it when we were talking about studio Studios. stuff. Uh, no, no. <laughs> okay, I'm now going to have to talk about something else to act as a kind of like <laughs> palate cleanser <laughs> because I can't, go straight, I can't yeah, go straight from beans, that. Uh, uh, yeah. Like uh, the, the smelly shops. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Have I showed you my Acoustasonic? I'll show you my Acoustasonic. There's a good, good way of killing any conversation dead. Look at my Acoustasonic from Fender. Um, hey. <laughs> no, I'm working on a book at the moment. Do you know the guys that produce like a pro? um jamie Humphreys works with them on six string alliance uh warren hart he's a is an awesome producer out in la he is right well he's written a fantastic book with uh another guy called jerry who's an, an awesome author and uh we've helped them turn it into a real book so they gave us the word document and we're you know laying it out in dtp and all that it's one of the best books i've ever read on the subject it's like i was reading it and i was like I need to stop reading this because I'm supposed to be like formatting it and laying it out but it's just so good. On the subject and that of will pedals, hopefully right? it's on the subject of home recording. Home recording it covers right? pedals, it covers everything. It covers it's, it just came to me when you were talking about the eventide and and like how you your recording process. When this book comes out you're going to have to get hold of a copy. I'll, I'll I'll definitely look after you. It's brilliantly. You're both going to love it. It has everything in it. Um and uh, I've learned a lot from it. Like I I mentioned one of the tricks on chasing tone. Last week, this week, I forget. Oh, the piano Uh, trick! The piano trick. I was like, "That's amazing! That's so cool!" I haven't heard. If you're recording acoustic, yeah, yes. Listen to the Chasing Tone podcast, you evil person. That's it. I mean,
2: I, I, I listen to, like, 50-hour audiobooks. I don't have time to listen. To, I don't
0: even listen to our podcast. I don't have time to listen to podcasts.
1: But I can <laughs> well, maybe this if you did guy. listen to 50-hour
2: audiobooks, you would. I'm, I'm, I'm committed to this series. Uh, it's If anyone knows about the Cosmere, you'll understand. It's just... About the what? Cosmere. Uh,
1: Brandon Sanderson? Okay, this sounds like sci-fi bullshit. Am it's I right? Yeah. yeah, okay. It's elves and orcs, isn't it? Yeah, Not Quite. It's, yes it's about. elves and orcs and and you run around with a little pointy hat on pointing your stick at people but what, what don't if i leave. did <laughs> <laughs> i'd be up for it <laughs> to be honest I, I i think that would be a fantastic thing to do i mean i've I, got nothing against it um, in fact it there's like a cupboard of, of dirty hobby secrets over here and i'm glad you can't <laughs> see what's in it let's just,
0: <laughs>
1: let's just put it that way um no uh i have not heard of it lee
2: Oh, it, it's it's massive. Absolutely massive. You've heard of um, Wheel of Time, haven't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who finished the Wheel of Time series because Robert Jordan died is Brandon Sanderson and he wrote Mistborn and the Stormlight's um, archives and stuff like that. And there's a bunch of different book series, but they happen to all exist within the same universe. And there's like crossover and apparently it's going to be as big. So
1: it's like a huge franchise for extracting cash from gullible people. Is that what you're telling (laughs) me? I I love Marvel as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, to be honest isn't that not the pedal industry yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit. have you have you seen this tube screamer <laughs> fucking
1: brilliant
2: oh that's the other thing that's in the H90 as well there's a tube screamer <laughs> i
1: kid you not uh, i shit no you i not. saw i i saw so it, like there's an emulation of a tube screamer not an actual tube screamer okay yes it's not a TS10 sorry no no i'm just just checking better a TS11 the way you said it i was like what they, they've actually stuck like two <laughs> Two H nines and then a tube screamer yeah, just in the middle. It's a tiny cause... little tube screamer. <laughs> in the tube? I mean, yeah, the, hard, the, hard. the Moxie would fit. So I'm just saying that that would work. But...
0: Yeah, that's it. Call, call us, Evans. I,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was quite impressed with some of the distortion sounds I heard. I yeah. have to say, I looked at some of the demos. I really liked the. Um, there was a demo with the uh, what was it? The, the panning tremolo. That sounded fantastic. You've so some of this the stuff Wolf is brilliant.
2: Video, haven't you? I haven't watched that yet. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna yes. I'm probably go and watch that after we finish because it's. Um...
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm
2: well excited for this pedal. <laughs> I,
1: really am. I think it, I, I think it's going to be a fantastic pedal, and I really want one. If only um, my good friend Lee uh, would hook me up, then I'd be sorted. I'm joking. <laughs> I've, I've got too many pedals. I'm literally surrounded. My wife comes in here regularly and goes, fuck's sake, you've got so many pedals <laughs> in here. I'm the fuck like, happened? I know. Yeah. I mean, the DS1W <laughs> and
2: the SL2 arrived today, and I'm like... Yeah, it's new pedal day. And my wife's like, When isn't it new pedal day? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, um, jealous. <laughs> the, one, the one
1: thing about the SL2 that I really dig is the paint colour on it. I think it's one of the nicest paint colours boss have ever come out with. So I can't wait to get mine. Yeah. Look,
0: funnily enough, we were talking about like we were absolutely waxing lyrical about the the change of font on it, how they've gone back to the the really eighties font on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a that's a classy. It's move, a great though.
1: looking pedal. I I campaigned actually for Wampler to move to the Boss model, which is let's not do graphics, let's not change typefaces, let's have the same one and just do every pedal like it. But it, it's a it's a longer term uh, yeah, it's play, a, I think. It, as long as yeah, you it's, don't it's go a, for the it's uh, a slow uh,
0: burn that isn't it. It's, it's,
1: yeah. All Comic Sans MS.
0: <laughs> as long as you don't
2: go towards the uh, Tesco Value JHS Three Series uh,
1: look, then I'm fine. Well, <laughs> uh, again, you know, if we were to release a budget range of pedals, they wouldn't look exactly like our normal pedals, but they would definitely be not quite the same as a regular Wampler pedal. Let's put it that I, way.
2: I would say if you were to release a budget line, they might look more towards the classic Wampler pedals and uh, have Steve. that like, familiar aesthetic than uh, maybe something like the Metaverse or something
1: along those lines. I think that's a really good shoutly. It's almost as if you can visualise these pedals somehow. As if, like, maybe I'm eye. holding them up. <laughs> that's it. Guys, them so I, I'm going um, yeah. to have to call time, I'm afraid, because I've got to go and record oh, I don't know, some other podcast chasing something <laughs> or other. Some guy, Brian, he rings me up every week and asks me to say stuff, so... Um, it's been an absolute pleasure, though, and I would love to come back on if, if you'd have me uh, any time. Absolutely.
0: And, and um, not once have you been sprayed with a bottle on this one as well. So, <laughs> we...
1: <laughs> People really love that, by the way. We get a lot of people going, spray him more. I'm like, you weirdos. <laughs> spray What's the, the horn <laughs> on that pedal show It was so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, uh, the name-dropping horn. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, we'd get a few of those. Guys, it's okay. been an absolute pleasure. Um Indeed. Yep. So thank so let's, you very let's much.
0: Do a, let's do like a quick wrap-up on some plugs, as we would usually do a podcast. So um Patreon backers... You are, you are lovely. You are the standard people, as usual. Let me just check your names because I don't say it every bloody week. Uh, here we go. Uh, Mr. Andrew Bimson, Mr. Adam Yeomans of Chev Tone Effects. We've got Mr. Doug Christ of 37 Effects, Masters of the Cinematic Universe and the Just Surprise Me podcast. We've got Mr. Hugh G-Rection. <laughs> <laughs> we have got Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups and Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast and the Second Button podcast. Awesome. If you want to find me online, you find me at Budget Pedal Chap at Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. YouTube, of course, is the home to the No Talk All series, which this week you will be battling out to absolute titans of the budget world. We've got the American Sound and the British Sound by Joyo. Um, They are both fantastic. I love them. I love them so. Um, Lee? Just search
2: Pedalboard Steam on any social media platform and you will find shit that I do.
0: Eggs, uh, nice and uh, to the point I rush Richard, know.
2: Richard. <laughs>
1: Richard. <laughs> indeed well uh, Wampler Pedals definitely go check out Facebook and check out the um, Instagram YouTube uh, the website Amplify Creative is my own tiny little uh, agency so if you need a website definitely come and talk to us uh, and uh, the Chasing Tone podcast of course um, which isn't as good as this podcast or is it well, who, knows?
0: Who, who are we to say no? <laughs> the numbers don't mean <laughs> a thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, both of our listeners really enjoy what we put out every week.
1: We got twice as many as us. <laughs> we,
0: Rich. no, Rich. gents, it's
1: been a real pleasure. Thank you very much.
0: Indeed. So, from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap from Lee, Yo. and from Mr. Richard Oliver from One Pedals. It will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. <laughs>
1: Bye-bye. Guy goes for an interview, goes up to the circus, sees the ringmaster, and says, "I'm, I'm looking for a job." And uh, the ringmaster says, "What is it you do?" He says, "I do impersonations of birds." And the ringmaster says, oh, "Sorry, we've already got someone who does impressions." And the bloke said, "Oh, that's a shame," and flew off. So there we go. This here's <laughs> <laughs> <There's> my joke. Boom! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> <Yeah, bubbles. laughs>